Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. Hi there, everyone. Black women and girls have been oppressed marginalized and objectified for centuries. The ideologies have been uh, perpetuated in the media and print harming black women to this day. But today black women are done with the policing of their bodies and are taking ownership of their sexuality. Woo, but with that mindset, many question whether it's harming the black community. Well, the business of being black today is the glorification of whole culture in the black community. Please welcome radio personality, Frankie Robinson. Hi, Frankie. Tammy, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to discuss Thank you for being here. TV producer and author, Nadia Stanley. Hi, Nadia. What up, y'all? Hi, Tammy. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Thank you for asking. Ratchet revolutionary, Jewel the Jim is with us. Hi, <laughs> Jewel the Jim. Hi, hi. <laughs> And content creator and life coach, Dr. B.O.A. is with us again today. Hi, Dr. B.O.A. Hey, how's it going, Tammy? Good to be back on the show again. Let's have a great one. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. As a matter of fact, I always begin the show because it is the business of being black with why black people should care about what we're talking about. So why should black people care about the glorification of whole culture in our community. Dr. B.O.A., kick it off. Well, I think for one thing, it's creating an image of us that we really don't care how we blend into the society around us. Now, we know we're not the dominant culture. We know that. But with the opportunities that we've gotten over the decades, centuries or whatever, it just seems that we tend to embrace the negative images of ourselves and try to turn them positive. The N-word, for example. It's one of those things that we take and try to make it a positive for ourselves, but you don't make a negative a positive by embracing it. You do that by elevating yourself above it. And so I think it's one of these things that we need to elevate above because contrary to popular belief, it does matter what this society thinks of us. Oh, wow. Frankie. Yeah. So <laughs> why should black people care? Um, you know, here's my thing. We definitely should care about each other, um, how we treat each other, how we treat ourselves and our communities, but we cannot police people as far as their personal preferences and their ideas. I feel like as long as they aren't harming anyone, um, you know, I think it's fine. And then who, who termed the coin whole culture? Right. You know, what is whole culture and who gave it this term? Like, yeah. <laughs> Nadia, why should black people care about the glorification of whole culture in our community? 
Sure, to add with what Dr. Boa said, not only should we care about what others think of us, we need to most importantly care how we value ourselves and see ourselves. We've been told too many lies about black history. And I think the lies perpetuate us to undervalue ourselves and to be okay with the lowest vibrations of blackness. And so I think we need to care because once we know really our power and who we are, we come from kings, queens, and the like, we need to fall in line and really take stock of how we're portrayed, even to ourselves. Jude, the gym, get with yes. it. Why yes. We should care because white supremacy culture and respectability politics have us policing black people. And our issue is thinking that us celebrating and glorifying our bodies and our sexuality is harm, when in actuality, it is liberation. So we should care because us tapping into our bodies and our sexuality is a way to liberate ourselves and our lineage. And it is a way to take back something that was stolen from us. So we get to define how we want to live our lives. And that's just the only people who get to do that is, is ourselves, the person in the mirror. So we should care. Kind of reminds me of the woman's revolution when everyone was burning their bras back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that, Dr. BOA, uh, comparatively? Um, I think that was more of a fight then. I, I just think we can't keep living in the narrative that we are so oppressed and we, you know, we like to compare ourselves to uh, our ancestors from the 70s and even earlier than that, like we're dealing with the same sets of issues when we're absolutely not. When you look at the level of education among us, when you look at the level of financial success among us, when you look at the level of control of our communities, which probably would be a little bit better if we figured out a way to unite, but we're just not facing those same issues. So when the battlefield changes, the actual war and the focus of the war has to change as well. So let's um, talk about, go ahead. I just want to make a comment on that. I, I agree with you to a certain degree, Dr. B.O.A. I feel like, um, Yes, we have advanced from the 60s and the 70s greatly, but we're still fighting the same fight. We just have advanced in those fights. It's still the same fight. Uh, systematic oppression, uh, financial oppression, political oppression, everything that's been happening to us is still happening to us. It's just happening on a different level. It's just now that we got a leg up, so to speak, in some of these areas and attention now we get attention to some of these areas that we never got attention on before that's true there was a time when uh people were just like oh whatever no yeah. blacks aren't discriminated against oh the police aren't bothering black men uh that you know they shouldn't have ran in the first place you know that kind of thing thinking has happened in the past whereas today people are thinking a little more consciously about how black people are treated uh, intimately. And by intimately, I mean in those areas that you're talking about, Frankie, financially. Um, Nadia, let's talk about this. What exactly is whole culture? Yes. Not, That's not even sure, listen, it's my show. Not even sure I like the title, okay? Before folks start ragging on me, I'm not quite sure I like the title, but we do have to, to get to it how, how, how it's called, right? Right, and I was actually gonna ask that same question to Jewel and Frankie, because in my mind, hope culture is kind of wanting to um, show off your bodies inappropriately on like social media, for example. Like, I'm just like wondering, 
Do you wake up and think, I want to show my butt crack to the world today, and that's empowering to you? Because I completely agree with you need to take stock of your body and be in control of your body, and no one should really tell you what to do. But I do think when we put a label as whole culture, we're not talking about just kind of being free as a woman. We're talking about things that are probably um, contrary to the avenue in which it's in. And whole culture could be getting prostituting different things but to be real honest I really don't know what whole culture I'm a TV producer I work in entertainment so I know entertainment loves salaciousness and promiscuousness but I think someone else maybe on the panel could tell maybe specifically more what it is well I would love to define whole culture but before we define whole culture we have to define what is appropriate and who told us that appropriate looks like this That is all rooted in white supremacy and respectability politics that said that once we were liberated, right, and it said, oh, Black people should behave like this in order to get respect, right? And we're still living in a world where we're oppressed because we have people who are against whole culture because they're using this standard of if you show your butt crack or even using the word prostitute versus sex worker, there is a substandard that puts people who are edifying their bodies below other people. And so whole culture, let's get into it. My definition Whole culture isn't something that is defined just to just to, to women and, and girls and femmes. It is gender inclusive. It is a person who celebrates their body and their sexuality. Whole culture also does not mean that you yourself have to be a hoe. Whole culture celebrates everybody. So if I want to show my butt crack, then let me do that. And if you don't, go ahead, cover yours. Whole culture is not discriminatory. Cultures that are against whole culture, y'all are the one that's discriminating. So I want to make it clear, too, that whole in the terms that we're speaking of is actually spelled H-E-A-U-X. Mm-hmm. But it is a derivative of the word ho, H-O-E, which mm-hmm. is a shortened word or slang word for the term whore, W. O-R-E. So let's mm-hmm. bring it all the way down. So then it, it, we're changing the context of the word whore into a slang word ho into a word that is more embracive, I would consider, uh, into H-E-A-U-X, ho. And to some people, I guess that doesn't make sense. So make it make sense then, Jewel. Black people are creative. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we're going to take things and we're going to redefine them and we're going to say, oh, that's the word. And then we're going to use it this way. We're going to spell it different. That's what black people do. That's the business of being black. I recreate stuff all the time, whether it's in the kitchen, whether it's in my aesthetic, I get to do that. So when we think about whole culture, instead of assigning it to these respectability politic norms, white supremacy told us to do that. We need to embrace, no, it is. We need to embrace that it is about liberation and empowerment and living life by your own standards. Nadia wants to get in here. Go. Nothing that I look at in this world, I look through a white lens. I'm only looking from a black female's perspective. So you might think that the only way to kind of critique blackness is from a white lens, not me. So there are different aspects of black culture. I think of us as a global unit, right? I think of different communities in Africa, different parts of our history that 
it was not acceptable to act certain ways in certain situations. And I agree with you. I'm not going to police you on whether you want to show your butt crack, but I have every right to say I do not think it's appropriate to show the world your butt crack. That's all I'm saying. And what, and what I'm saying is internalized anti-blackness is real. So I'm not thinking that you yourself are thinking from a white lens because you're not a white person. However, white people have defined a standard of how black people police each other. And that is internalized anti-blackness. I want to talk about how we're mixing white supremacy in when we come back on Business of Being Black. Welcome back to Business of Being Black. Black with Tammy Mack. The business of being black today is the glorification of hoe culture in the black community. Please welcome radio personality, Frankie Robinson, TV producer and author, Nadia Stanley, Ratchet Revolutionary, Jewel the Gym. Girl, Ratchet Revolutionary. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, I'll see you. Content creator and life coach, Dr. B.O.A. So, uh, Miss uh, Miss, uh, Miss, Miss Ratchet Revolutionist here, let me ask you this. We, we talk about white supremacy and how it is embedded into this um whole culture and how it's really taking away from white supremacy and allowing us to be who we can be and not who the white man tells us we should be. But let's be honest about this. This whole culture expands beyond the black community, right? And so when we talk about it, uh, white people have had a problem with Marilyn Monroe, Madonna, uh, Kim Kardashian, um, and any other woman who's graced the covers of Playboy magazine who mostly have been white women. So why is, is this rooted in white supremacy when the white race mm -hmm. have, has had an extreme problem with their own people uh, taking control of their bodies, in particularly women? Right. I'm glad that you said that because I know nothing about that. I know nothing about being a white woman and nor do I know about their experiences. The reason why I'm mentioning that in this context is because when I'm hearing that the black community is using things like appropriate, or I'm hearing that the standard of how to behave, I'm like, who told us that? Because when I think about the lineage and the history of blackness, when I think about, and I heard references to us being kings and queens, are we not thinking about liberation? Or did colonizers come and tell us what to do with our bodies? So what I'm saying is that the policing of our bodies is rooted in white supremacy culture. And that is how we have such an issue with whole culture today. Dr. B.O.A. You know, I think sometimes we have to understand that there are more aspects to us, more aspects to us as people than just our physicality. The reality is black women have always had the most beautiful bodies. Black women have always had the most beautiful skin. Like black women are just the most beautiful women on the planet. So when you see a black woman walking around with a 57 inch butt that she went and got added to her body, I think the problem is we've been reduced to viewing ourselves mostly just from our physical perspective. When you think about what they call whole culture, I think it's just us as black people saying, hey, there's more levels to us than that. So it's not just white supremacy saying, hey, that's inappropriate, that some of us as black folks feel like that's inappropriate. Like it's not just, hey, the white man says this, like, I don't care anything about what this society or this culture, anything says, I'm pro-black all the way to the grave. I mean, I don't wear this just to come on the show. So when I think about it, I think we can elevate ourselves above just being defined by, you know, our physicality. Why is there no, you know, no pushback on financial culture? Why is there no pushback on anything else? It's just this physical thing. And I just think black women are worth so much more than just what they can show and do with their bodies. 
Can I say something? Oh, God. Yeah, I've been dying to say something. I feel like um, throughout history, um, Black people have been depicted as these oversexed animals, so to speak, um, especially Black men. Back in the day, we knew that they were used as bucks for sexual purposes of that nature. Um, so as far as us being sexual and our sexuality, being galvanized or being ostracized and monstrosized, that's, you know, throughout history. Let's talk about the question that you asked about uh, white culture having a, part, a problem with even some of their own. Well, if you think about the people that you name, these people also had, in my, in my opinion, a lot of Black features. Marilyn Monroe had full lips. She was voluptuous. Um, I can't remember who else you named, but a lot of these Madonna, people, Madonna, Kim Madonna, Madonna, Kim Kardashian, full lips, when he got butts, love Black men. Marilyn Monroe liked Black men. You know what I'm saying? This was, this was something that they've always had an issue with, but yet and still they want to be us. You know what I mean? You see people get lip injectors. You see people go out and like you said, get with, and, and, and let me say this real quick. I feel like women who go and get extreme plastic surgery, that's something totally different from a woman just wanting to enhance her looks. If someone goes and gets a 57 inch behind, Obviously, we know something elevated ain't going all the way to the top floor. Clearly, it's something else going on with them as far as self-esteem or just different mental issues. But if a woman wants to make her butt bigger, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. First of all, Black women, we've always been known for having big derriers that have been shapely and curvy and curvaceous. And that's been something that has also been looked at as Ugh, for so long and then all of a sudden when the Kardashians it's so much to touch on here let's touch on that um, back in the 1700s there was Sarah Bartman who was a woman right. with a huge voluptuous yes. butt that actually was um, exhibited right. as a freak show and so if she was exhibited as a freak show back in the 17, 1800s, what makes it look like, does that not make it look like we are repeating our history and utilizing uh, these extreme uh, asses and, uh, and breasts as a freak show ourselves? Or we could be turning it. We could be turning and playing the cards on it. Think about it like this. These women who are... Uh, who have gone and who are Instagram models or just models in general who have gone and got enhancements to their body. These women make a lot of money. And not only that, you got to think about it like this. There's so many women who were walking around naturally with these shapes before it became popular. So yeah. you say that uh, every culture promotes whole culture, but white people don't let it define them. I, I don't understand that. You're saying that to me or? Yeah, you, yes, you said that every culture promotes whole culture, but white people don't let it define them. Yes, yes, I said that mm. prior to the show in terms of we limit sometimes what Black Hollywood is doing and the entertainment industry is doing as Blackness and the Black community. And whole culture is the only thing that we have going on where 
there's a aspect of whole community in the white culture, but they're never going to stop and say, oh, this is harming how white people look because Kim Kardashian is showing off her body. So I'm just saying we limit ourselves sometimes in thinking that it really has effect on us because we have so many amazing aspects of where blackness shines throughout the world. So this whole culture is such a minuscule segment of our community that I don't think whether it should taint how we look at blackness. So that's what I kind of meant that white people don't let it overpower how you look at white people as a whole of what the few are doing. So I don't think we should either. Yeah, I'm really glad that Nadia said that because I think that for me, we have to understand that holes are, are many, holes have range. Holes are nurses. <laughs> Holes are educators. If you don't think that some people are going to work and taking care of your kids or administrating your, your medicine and maybe on the weekends, they're, they're in behaving in whole activities, you are wrong. It doesn't get to define us. It is an aspect of who we are. And I think that's the piece about it that people are misunderstanding. And I heard earlier around pro-Blackness. To be pro-Black is to understand that Blackness is not a monolith. And then to truly be pro-Black is to let Black people do our thing. Whether it's shake our behind or cover our behind, let us be. Yeah, why, is it, that, why is it that we categorize uh, what whole culture is? And this is going back to, the, to people saying it's inappropriate, people dressing inappropriate and what's inappropriate. Why is it uh, considered not classy or that a woman has a lack of class if she wears um, hoop earrings with her name in the middle of them, if she has braids, if she has on a fishnet stockings, if I she mean, has just on yeah, yeah. Maybe her finger is colored like uh, like Jewel the gym there. It's, it's got <laughs> to be honest, Tammy, I'm not sure if anyone on this panel would consider braids in their hair and hoop earrings as whole culture. Hold that thought. We're oh. going to answer the question when we come back. We got to take a quick break on business of being black with Tammy Mack. We'll be right back, everybody. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack, where the business of being black today is the glorification of whole culture in the black community. Now, I was asking the question before break about the class of it all. Why is it considered not classy if you have uh, the talon nails with different fingernail colors? Hold them up, Jewel. If you're wearing fishnet, if your braids are different colors or multi-culture, uh, multi-colored, uh, why do we consider that not classy, Nadia? Well, yeah, and I wanted to address it because I don't think any of that defines class or not defines class. So I wanted to kind of draw a separation from there's certain things that just like someone said, blackness, we're not monolithic. So whether you want to wear colors in your hair, nails, I don't consider that anything to do with whole culture. I'm actually looking more at behavior. And when I said appropriate and not appropriate earlier, it's just an analogy, you can wear a bikini to the beach, but you wouldn't wear a bikini to work. So there are certain situations where I look at whole culture where it's bucking the line too much on what's appropriate for the world. And even Jewel, I think, had mentioned that, you know, there are nurses that are posed and basically when they go home, they do certain things. When you go home, that's your business. I just want to make sure whole culture, I think, as the the promoting of, like, say, in entertainment, 
and in social media where the world is seeing your whole aspects, that's what I think is inappropriate. Not that you can so, be a hoe behind closed doors. So let's. <laughs> Well, who are your fishnet behind closed doors? Nadia, uh -uh, I bought these. Uh -uh, girl, I need the world to see my fishnets. Are you kidding me right now? Go ahead, Dr. Bioe. Go ahead, Dr. Bioe. You know, I think the thing is this. As black men, we don't care about whole culture. We love hoes, just to be honest with you. When, until we want a wife. Now, if you don't mind, if you just want to be in whole culture for the, what, they, what they call whole culture for the rest of your life, and you're not worried about ever being a wife or any of that, and you just want to die old and be by yourself and keep being into what they call whole culture, fine. But we ain't finna wife up no no woman who live like that. It's kind of like- well, I, I, have to, I have to respectfully, Dr. BOA, disagree with that. Hoes are getting married today. Hoes are getting married today, Dr. BOA. And the number one of them all is Cardi B. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about yes. how uh, Cardi B is married with kids. Let's talk about Kim Kardashian. Let me rephrase. When I talk about men, I'm talking about men like me. I'm talking about I'm talking about the most alpha men among us, the men who get together, the men who are in a position to provide and protect and been doing that for years for themselves. I'm talking about high quality men, not high value men, high quality men. I would consider Offset a high-quality man. Who married her? I, I would consider no, he's a high-value man. I would consider he's a high-quality, high-value man. Is he not? I mean, quality and value are different things. Value is money. Quality is how you carry yourself, how you represent out here in the world, the things that you perpetuate to those who might be listening to you. When you're in a position where you influence young people, then there's a certain aspect that's the certain way you have to do that and if you're not doing that and you're simply perpetuating the same poisons that you were raised on then you're not a high quality man at some point as black folk we have to stop taking all this negative stuff and trying to put a positive spin on it everything we do ain't positive everything mm -hmm. we do we can't just so, parade it around and say well we're liberated because we do this man that liberation talk man most of the time it ain't nothing but a bunch of bull and and listen people can say they pro-black and and that's a bunch of bull too and you see this ring right here all of that pro pro whole culture. So let's not put whole culture as oh you're not gonna be respected enough or classy enough in order to do what? Because at the end of the day, you know who's dating hoes? Secure people. You know who's not dating hoes? Insecure people. Period. Go ahead, Frankie. Frankie. Uh, yeah, just piggyback backing on what Jewel is saying, um, that men aren't going to marry hoes. Well, first of all, who's the person that defined the hoe? Let's talk about this. Let's take this even back. So women, if they choose, pick and choose who they want to sleep with, they're hoes. Men are gigolos. They play us. They this, they that. But women are hoes. No. Secondly, I know some women who are strippers who have husbands, who have husbands. And then these women serve as a form of entertainment. And that is it. When they go home, they go home to their husbands. They don't do any sexual favors on the side. That's it. So you can't base and you can't judge people based off of what they do for a living and what they look like. I could walk outside right now. Um, 
looking a damn fool and I could be a scholar. Who knows? Or I could walk outside completely naked and could be a, a scholar. You, you cannot base that. We, we, we have but we to say too far you know what a stripper to go back does. too far. You, you take but to say you know what far. a stripper does is just being facetious. You don't know if she sells her body or not. If you're not with her all the I'm going to tell you because I know facetious. because I was one. So I can tell you. So <laughs> but also, yourself, right? But also, but you as a black man can never, ever, ever know what it is to be a black woman. You as a black man can never know that. And Period. even you being on here and defining what's appropriate, what's what's the behavior that is marriage type. It is oppressive. And so you can put in and, and, and what we wear, it is an image because you decided today to put on your African print, right? In order to show your pro-blackness. And what you did was show that you, you value the oppression of women. And what I did today was have my colorful nails and my fishnet and my braids because that is an expression of who I am. So we can't say that how we look and what we decide to wear doesn't define us. Because I know if I was to walk into a job interview, they're going to judge me based off stuff. If I walk down the street, they're going to judge me. They may not know about my degree. They may not know about a lot of things about me, but that's okay because I get to define who I am. And it's definitely not going to be no black man to be the one to do it. Dr. Let's give Dr. B.O.A. a chance to respond. Go ahead, Dr. B.O.A. The raggediest excuse that I ever hear is that there's something wrong with me as a man saying, okay, I don't want that kind of woman. That's not oppression. That's my preference. How can you as a black woman have all these preferences and my preference makes me an oppressor of women? No, I'm saying if you make decisions in life, there are consequences and repercussions. If I decide I'm going to be a drug dealer, guess what? The consequences repercussions might have me dead or in jail. I got to accept that. The same way if you're a woman and you choose a culture that a man doesn't like, then you have to accept the consequences that that man may not no, want you. You're not naming preferences. He's making a preference. You're not naming preferences. You're creating hierarchy. Preferences is saying, I like these Hierarchy people. is a part of life. Get used to it. It's a part so of life. So good. I, am, I am used to it. And Get unfortunately, it. you fall at the bottom of, of the man hierarchy. Yes. Um, so let's talk about... Let's talk about how this culture has been uh, put on a pedestal because of social media and also because of the rap life, right? Our hip hop world now has turned into a whole culture and glorified it more than anything else has. And we, when we talk about that, we're obviously talking about Meg Thee Stallion. We're talking about Cardi B. We're talking about uh, Saweetie. We're talking about uh, several actresses that are, that several several rappers that are uh, taken to their, their careers to new heights because of whole culture. Can we talk about that, Frankie? Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. So <laughs> you got OnlyFans who basically they provide a adult platform um, to people to be able to go on there and do whatever they want. If it's that they want to go do videos, if they don't, they don't, you know, whatever they choose to, but it's an adult platform. This is a platform that has made- so I don't necessarily know, Frankie, that it is an adult platform. Uh, uh, it's a social media and uh, the internet is open to any and everyone. So- No, 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 not, so, not OnlyFans. When you, when you sign up for OnlyFans, 
You have to be a certain age in order to get an OnlyFans account. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm. I'm just referencing. I'm not even referencing OnlyFans. I'm referencing uh, when we talk about whole culture. The first person that comes to mind is Cardi B because she was a former stripper. She took that and switched right. it around and 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 became a reality show uh, celebrity, and then she became a, a rapper, hugely successful. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. Is are people like Cardi B and Saweetie? Are they influencing this whole We're going to answer that question when we return on Business of Being Black with Tammy. <laughs> Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. And the Business of Being Black today is the glorification of whole culture in the black community. We're talking about Cardi B as being one of the representatives of whole culture based on uh, her history of becoming a stripper, then a reality star, now a hip hop artist uh, on top of the world. And we also talked about how she's married with uh, lovely children and has a whole family uh, that seems to be quite um, impressive. The entire family, right, uh, has pulled, has made whole culture look like something different than just showing your butt crack online. Uh, are there artists like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, are they influencing this culture in a different direction or are they influencing it for the worse? Because I know Dr. BOA, you said, look, y'all always trying to turn something negative and make it positive. Everything ain't positive. Is this positive? I I just think it really doesn't matter. Like if you notice, whenever we talk about the positives or, or, or people who put a positive light on this, we can only name a few people. Like in this entire show so far, y'all named about five or six different women. Like that, that, that's well, I mean, I don't small... have time to go down the line, Dr. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, 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 <laughs> but when you really think about it, yeah, yeah, you can say that, Tammy, but you you have to really sit and think about those women. You wouldn't get into the hundreds or thousands of those women that you know personally or that we've seen. I think the problem is we as black folks, we are too ready to rely on those images to back what we say. When you look out in our society, no, it's a much bleak, it's a much bleaker picture out here when you see people out here every day. When you see this woman walking around and she's got five kids by five men and she ain't got no man and she's struggling with them. That's more likely what you're gonna see in our society than a Cardi B or Meg Thee Stallion. So I think they are influencing it, but there's no way they can influence it in a positive manner because the results don't pan out for people out here in society like they do for celebrities. Nadia? I disagree. Yeah, I'd like to speak on this because I actually work in entertainment. The only reason why I don't think Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion are influencing it because they're actually not the ones with power, y'all. The people who are really making whole culture popular in Black culture and music and TV and things like that are actually people who don't look like us, who own the networks, who are making the strategic decisions. So I don't have a problem with Cardi B being who she is. I have a problem with the industry actually trying to control and define black people as only the Cardi B's, the Meg. Yeah. And, and, and what's interesting about what Nadia is saying here is Jewel, the gym, she's agreeing with you, but it's an interesting dichotomy here. Um, she's agreeing with you, but in a different way, because you say that this whole culture is all about white supremacy. And she's saying, it's white supremacy that's creating and promoting this culture. And that's that harder said. for people to say. Go ahead, Jewel. Oh, that wasn't me. Um, but but I, I was just listening to you. And, and that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm almost saying the opposite of what you're saying, Jewel, in terms of I don't think we realize that 
white supremacy wants to see black people at our lowest vibration. And no, lowest vibration is not about sexually being empowered. But in, in terms of why on stage at the Grammys do we want to see Chloe Bailey half naked, thumping, grinding in a sexual manner instead of singing like the songbird that she was birthed to be? I'm not right. saying whatever your preference is. We can definitely do both. We can definitely do both, but it's definitely pushed on us that we're supposed to be hoes. It's pushed on us right now in our culture that hoes are winning. And that's why I'm just the voice of the other side. Can yeah, I, 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 kind of, I kind of feel like hoes are winning too out here in these streets. Hoes are definitely winning. They've been winning. It's before Cardi B, right? I just want to name that. I love Cardi B. And also as a person who raps and who raps about ratchet things and, and, and enjoying twerking and all that stuff. Absolutely. I think that what I'm hearing is, and, and I want to agree, Nadia, if someone is saying, I don't want to wear scantily clad clothes, but the executives who don't look like us are saying, but you have to, that's not okay. I agree with you. However, yeah. me, put me in a fishnet, put me in some booty shorts and turn me around so I could twerk. And that is the way that I want to define myself. And if you don't want to define yourself that way, I say, go ahead. Because guess what? Not everybody in the industry is a Cardi B. There's only one. Not everybody is a Meg Thee Stallion. That's only one. Not everybody is a Chloe Bailey. There are other people who do not look like those people. So that's not whole culture. Whole culture is if you would like to do that, then you do it. And this is about redefining pleasure. It's about centering our own desires and our needs unapologetically, right? And so we think about I, I men. Think so, Jewel, I also think that mm -hmm. Nadia made a point when she said, look, th this is not really about the artists that are in the front of whole culture. This is about the executives who are white that are in the back of whole culture. So it kind of... It, it, it kind of pulls in what you said at the top of the show, which was uh, whole culture is about taking your body back because uh, white people have forever told us what to do with their body and what uh, with our bodies. And, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's rooted in white supremacy. And what Nadia is saying is that this is what white supremacy is having us do with our bodies. So technically, we're not taking it back. We're giving to them what they want in the first place. How do you feel well, about that? But not everybody has a white executive. Whole culture is not defined by celebrities. What I said is that whole culture has a range. Whole culture can be that person, that nurse, that teacher, that, that professional that we see. Whole culture is not just the people who are rapping and twerking. So what, I say, what I'm saying is if you are being puppeteered, that's not okay. But if you are being liberated and you are taking bodily autonomy, then that is the celebration that I'm talking about. I think the real problem with this whole culture thing is when it trickles down to those of us, men and women, who are easily influenced or we're at the most impressionable point in our lives. For us as adults to say, yes, we make our decision, we do what we want to do. That's fine. You get to a point where you make choices, you deal with the consequences you enjoy. But if you're 12, 13 years old and you can go either way and someone's telling you, OK, you're living in an environment where you're struggling, Telling a young girl or influencing her to, 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 to use OnlyFans as a way to get money when she would prefer to do it another way or telling a young man, man, go out here and get you some bricks 
rather than telling them the other way because we do have alternatives to both whole culture, hustle culture, thug culture, and all of these things. And my thing is, is just there just seems to be a discrepancy in how much of the positives are thrust out there or perpetuated as opposed to the negatives. So I'm not knocking anyone who chooses to do anything. We're all adults. You know, and as long as you're not doing something going to end you up in a penitentiary, fine. Or cause you to have some type of health, you know, some type of health crisis, right. fine. But we have to balance this. And I think the imbalance is the real problem. We have to stand behind Hold that thought, Jewel. Mm -hmm. Dr. BLA, you talked at the top of the show about whole culture is an example of taking a word and turning it into a positive, much like the N-word. And um, I want to talk about Amber Rose for a minute. She used to have what you call a slut walk. And what she was trying to do with that slut walk was to turn things around and make it positive and, and allow people to embrace themselves uh, regardless of what word or what someone calls you. So how do you, what do you think about that, Frankie? Uh, I think it's amazing. Um, I think it's the same thing, like it comes along the same lines of how us as African-Americans, a lot of people, and, and that's a whole nother show in itself, the N-word. Some people, they have taken that word and made it um, something different for them. Some people are totally against it, but- Can I you take like, a word? Can you take a word and reverse it, Frankie? Is that possible? I feel like it is. I feel like it is because I don't know if I can say it, but that's just like the B word. Um, you hear yeah. that referred to women so often as a derogatory term because it is basically the definition as a female doll, which would be the lowest form. But then you have women like myself, and I'm sure maybe Jewel, I don't know, Nadia, um, that when we are with our friends, we might refer to them as the B word, but we don't mean it in a derogatory term. We mean it as a term of endearment. Um, going back on what Dr. BOA said, and, and, and I think this will pretty much sum up everything. Like you said, how you dress, what you wear is your uniform, but also you have to remember that art imitates life. So as far as people like Cardi B, and I don't think that they glamorize. Let's hold that thought. We got to take a quick commercial know. break and we'll be right back on Business of Being Black. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack. And the business of being black today is the glorification of whole culture in the black community. It's time for a little lightning round. So let's do this, Nadia. Let's kick things off with you. Whole culture, good or bad for the black community? Can I say bad and good, but I would say more bad. Why? Um, the reason why is just... Me, myself, and I, I was raised by a black queen and she taught me how to be a black queen. And there are certain stipulations on how you act in public, how you act on social media, um, not to police someone, but um, I have certain standards for myself and I'm gonna teach every single black younger person that to have certain standards for themselves, not based on what white people say or white supremacy. I just feel like you should hold yourself up like a king and queen. And so the promotion of whole culture, especially in entertainment industry, I'm completely against it because I do think it's a strategic weapon used by white execu executives to actually keep us more suppressed. Frankie, black culture, is it benefiting or is it harming the whole culture? 
Is it good or bad for us? Is it good or bad? Is whole culture whole good culture, or bad for us? I think whole culture is is good for women to a certain degree because they get to um, express themselves. They get to turn something that's been negative and stereotypical for us for centuries and turn it into positive and turn it around and make it something different. Dr. BOA, whole culture. I think I know where you stand, but give us your reasons why and let me know why I should stand with you. Is it good or bad for the black community? I think both whole culture and thug culture, I put them together. You know, the one represents me and the other represents women. They're both terrible. When you got these young rap guys out here who become millionaires looking at 30, 40, 50 years because they still live in the same stupid life. Or you got these young guys out here being killed after they become millionaires because they live in the same stupid life. I just believe that we have to accept you can be whatever you want to be, but there are going to be consequences and repercussions. And you can fight for 50 years to eliminate those consequences. It's just not going to happen. And more times than not, the consequences are more negative than they are positive. Not everybody has a rap skill and can rap like Jewel. Not everybody can rap like Cardi B. Not everybody can do anything. And so a rapper like Cardi B, she's okay doing that. A nurse, she gets jammed up in the wrong thing, the wrong thing online, she loses her license. So I think you have to you know, make sure that you drive a, a line and a wedge between, you know, whether it's something that's going to harm you or not. Jewel, take us on home with it. Hope yes. good or bad for the black community? Uh -huh. It is definitely good because what it is is liberation. What it is is a disruption of societal gender norms and shatters respectability politics. What it is is redefining pleasure to center our own desires unapologetically. And what it is, I know what was mentioned earlier because one of my favorite things is people like to include children. And as a former preschool teacher and as a former young black girl, what whole culture does do, wait for it, is uplift enthusiastic consent. Because what it does do is defining your sexuality on your terms and saying, I want to wear this. I want to do this. I want to engage in this activity. And I want to stop whenever I want to. So when you are a proponent of whole culture, whether you yourself are a whole or not, what you are is being open, what you are is being honest, and what you are is being accepting. Dr. B.O., are you, you falling for that one? Um, you know, I, honestly, I have to say that, that I can kind of see it a certain way because when you look at us as a people, like our children start off way behind other children. So mm -hmm. I have a son, 13 year old son, and I'm doing everything in my power to make sure I tell him all the time, you don't even have to go to college if you don't want to, whatever you want to do, I'm going to make sure I give you the same opportunity that your white counterparts have. So we already start from behind the eight ball. So anything that gives a young black child any semblance of I can do whatever I want to do, you almost kind of have to say, okay, but let's let's try to let's try to shape it and govern it in a way that doesn't have 50 out of 60 saying, okay, I'm gonna go over here and do this, or I'm gonna go do that. Because contrary to popular belief, the majority of us are doing something else other than you know what you see on TV representing the quote unquote whole culture. And I won't use that term anymore, whole culture or third culture. Like we, well, we're so well-rounded that there's more to us than that. Nadia? To what Jewel said, more power to you, sis. No power to you, sis. I'm not trying to stop you, but I'm just saying for me, that ain't it. And I'm gonna preach to younger girls what I wanna preach. You can preach to younger girls to be a hoe. And I think all voices matter. Cause I have a brand Square Huxable. The reason why it's Square Huxable is because I'm a square. 
people might think I'm lame. I'm not into certain drugs. I'm not into certain promiscuity. And that's my voice, my preference, but I'm not trying to change you with yours. I love so that thing, square huxtable. That's the only thing. Square huxtable. And the, and the thing is, Nadia, <laughs> let me tell you this. I, I have no workshop for young people that says how to be a hoe. Never, I'm not saying that. What I am saying <laughs> is that, and I think it's very similar to what you're saying, is if you want to be a square, be a square. Right. If yes. somebody wants to be a hoe, be a hoe. But I will say this. Hoes are vulnerable community because society don't care about us. So that means we have to be community organizers. We have to be activists within our communities. There are laws that are being written and that are already written that leave us vulnerable. So if we call the police, if we're being assaulted, the cops gonna say, oh, well, you look like a hoe. Do you know that? We have laws right now that's literally police. So basically what you're saying, Jewel, is it's time to normalize it so that we aren't judged and put in a whole different box with without protections. That's a great yes. point right there. We're uh, not, we're not talking safe. about square huxtable, but uh, I know you're a uh, single sis. And what can you tell us about that? The, I yeah. know you're single sis, your book and square huxtable. Yeah, I wrote a book. I know why you're single sis. And it's really speaking to women that want to be the black love is actually at war, right? Like it's being attacked. And even speaking to what something Jewel said earlier to Dr. B.O.A. And she said that basically you as a black man have no right to tell me as a black woman what to do with your body. I strongly disagree with that because we are a unit of men and women. We, we are made for each other in the black community. I don't think it should be divisive. And the book, I Know Why You're Single Sis, is really just tough love from your friend that you don't know, just saying some of the things that this society isn't telling you. I think a lot of society is telling you to be a hoe. I, as your friend, are telling you more of what Dr. B.O.A. said. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking to be a wife, not saying change who you are, but there are certain ways to go about it. Can't so. wait to grab that book. Jewel, uh, your single popped <clears throat> out and yes. zone. is it body zone? Body zone. Oh, I like Booty Zone. That's going to be my next one. I was um, like, but Booty Zone. That's <laughs> how I gave yes, you your next single. <laughs> I know. My next single, I'm going to credit you. I have two singles out that just dropped June 1st. And one is called Popped Out. The other is Batty Zone. And it literally is all about embracing your body, embracing yourself, liberation, and all of those good things. So check it out. Twerk a little bit. Do all the things. Cause it's okay. It's okay to be a hoe. Okay. Frankie, uh, tell us about Streets ninety five point one, and of course your podcast, Think Girl Thursdays. Yes, Streets ninety five one. I'm on middays, Monday through Friday, from two to six p.m. Central Standard Time with Sam Silk. And Think Girl Thursdays is a podcast that I wanted to do to give back to women who have just incredible stories, who have businesses, and who don't have the means or the platform to tell these stories. Um, my motto is Think Girl Thursday is for women whose hips and asses are big as their dreams, hearts. Oh, okay. Well, I, I hope my hips and my butt don't reflect my dreams. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. B.O.A., what is alpharonomy? Alpharonomy, because we all know what an alpha male is or what the image we got of the alpha male seconds. is. Tell us. Runnymy is a play on the book of Deuteronomy, the biblical book of Deuteronomy. And I do believe that um, when you say black men are at the lowest, uh, at the bottom of the totem pole, we say that about black women. We're the only culture, the only race that can say that about each other and have some truth to it, which is really a shame. We don't understand what God's chosen people. And that's the reason for the oppression. In the Fox screening room up next. <laughs>